0: Hello and welcome to episode 220 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I
1: am Jacob Marico.
0: And, uh, well, it's been a minute since we've been been in these chairs. Oh,
1: absolutely. You were saying 220. I'm like, my God, has it really been that many episodes? How are we even coming up with stuff at this point to even make new ones? That's true. I don't know.
0: But, I mean, it's been a while since we have recorded because... I was heading out of town, and then I ran out of time, and we did not (laughs) record an episode. So we would have let you know, but I
1: mean, obviously, my invitation for that trip was lost in the mail, of course. Like, I'm sure that's (laughs) that's what happened there.
0: That's definitely what happened. So yeah, I peaced (laughs) out for a while. I hung out in uh, Central Europe, which I will say, A, beautiful architecture, B, dislike having to pay for your bathrooms and there's no free water. Man, are we spoiled with the free Whoa, water. Here. No free
1: water. Why the hell not?
0: Like you just go to a restaurant, they don't give you water, you got to buy it.
1: Cheap Europeans. See, that's still still robbing us blind all these years later.
0: I know it. But yeah, all in all super super magical. I uh- love I love going places and then not doing the normal stuff. Now, I got to make
1: sure you weren't attacked by any like werewolves or any vampires or any other little old timey English monsters that are running around.
0: Well, I didn't go to England, so no. What
1: about Scotland? No. It's
0: on the moors, you know. I'm sorry. Also, (laughs) I have no Scotland. I let you down. I did go to um, the city of Roykla, Poland, where it's covered with little gnomes, like hundreds and hundreds of them all over the city, just kind of. Pop up. They're, they're, little they're, gnome sculptures. They're invading, man. They're really you
1: cute. Do they wake up at night and then they're running around? They're like <laughs> breathing little doll breath on people? Like, shh, 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 shh.
0: I mean, I sure hope so. That <laughs> is obviously, that would be ideal. Um, but yeah, so it got me thinking. I was like, well, we come back. We have to eventually record. Although, maybe now is a good time to tell the people, Jacob. Should we tell no. them? I mean, might as
1: well. Might as well.
0: So. Our old and tired bodies, we feel that it's time for a sabbatical for us, and uh, I think that sabbatical doesn't have an end date, yes. so perhaps light retirement is upon us.
1: We're slowly easing into that... Uh into that little area there. We're just like, we'll pop up every once in a while, maybe.
0: If not... I n- think so. Maybe an interview here and there. Maybe when the world's on fire, we like to come in with a depressing episode. Well, you know we, where my heart is. Well, we,
1: we do have more apocalyptic stuff to cover. And I have no <laughs> doubt about that. Whatever is going to get us next time.
0: It's true. But until that moment today, um, we felt like this was a really great opportunity with me just uh, being out of town to talk about foreign films, mm. how important they are, how they allow Americans to see different cultures around the world and see another perspective. Perspective, Other than our own,
1: which is always good because we barely ever do that in our normal lives. It's
0: really true. It can be really beneficial because it creates open mindedness and it helps to decrease stereotypes of other countries or cultures. Um, I really believe that foreign films expand your universe.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's, it gives you the clue clue enough people lives, lives. Like if you watch certain movies from other parts of the world, you like think, oh man, these guys are all living in slums and such, or they like these small cramped. Yeah, to see how of. other
0: people are living. Um, accurate representation is really important. Um, having foreign movies in America gives Americans an accurate understanding of that country that you might never you know get to see so it's great to see it displayed on the screen um like we said breaks down barriers within cultures you can have different role models that maybe fit um different types of mold and you know I don't know like
1: you can kind of feel like you read a book while you're watching it because of all the subtitles so you can kind of like trick yourself (laughs) into like I'm I'm a very voracious reader
0: that's true through our screens, we can learn major issues around the world and bring awareness. In addition, like really, if you're not able to travel, they lo- allow us to travel the world virtu- virtually, which I think is like the best part.
1: That's my favorite part. I don't want to be getting on planes and such. Like I go there in <laughs> VR or uh, watch one of these movies. That's, that's what I'm going to do.
0: That's good enough for Jacob. And you get these different cinematic styles and genres, which are sometimes really weird, which we like as well. Oh,
1: absolutely. Plus, you know, you get kind of xenophobic at times where they think, oh, America is always the number one at everything or make the best movies or the best actors like it's not totally true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a different perspective. And you're like, oh, we're all just humans existing on this one big bauble. So for for now, let's be friends for now until the aliens come. Okay, so let's hop into it. Our favorite foreign films? Is that what you picked? Are oh, these fa- like your... Favorite,
1: uh, one of the ones that I think are actually really good to watch. So it's like a combo of the two.
0: Okay, that's where I'm at here. So the first one, and this might be my all-time favorite film, which no. is a hard thing to say.
1: That is hard to say. Um, I, we'll see if I believe you. I'm going to stare in your eyes <laughs> and see if it
0: happens. So that's really funny because it's called The Secret in Their Eyes. <laughs> Oopsie, <see, laughs> I knew it. I knew so it. One. So it's an Argentinian murder mystery And the plot is that, like, hoping to put to rest years of unease concerning a past case, we have retired criminal investigator Benjamin Esposito who begins writing a novel based on this decades-old unsolved mystery of a newlyweds rape and murder. Hmm. So
1: Uplifting already.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not that. But with the help of a former colleague who's Judge Irene Menendez Hastings Benjamin is attempting to make sense of the past and the journey through his memories set him on this thrilling emotional path that leads to a um a shocking (laughs) realization I can give away no more but this film is great it's really unpredictable it's really rich with symbolism and it lives up to the Oscar that it won for its super engrossing plot it has this really assured direction mesmerizing performances from the cast Uh, it's a fantastic film that i feel like people slept on i mean it won the oscar but a lot of times the foreign film that wins the oscar people mix and then they remade it did they in america and it bombed and it's like
1: what was was the rebate called
0: the secret in their eyes. I think oh. it had Julia Roberts, maybe. I don't know, but oh, well, it bombed. They're... And it's like, why are you remaking this film? It's perfect.
1: Well, well, I've got a couple of those myself. That it's like, why did you remake it? There's I know. no no point. Just whatsoever. so people
0: didn't have to read subtitles, like. And now at least subtitles are like in. Everybody loves subtitles, so I think it's a whole new world for foreign films out there. Yeah,
1: you can people actually go in and see them. They're not scared away the minute that they find out the yeah. movies. Oh, this movie's from uh, Korea. Like, I'm not gonna go see that because I don't want to read for two hours. It's like, ah, relax.
0: I don't go because I'm like, oh God, it's Korean. And it's going to be scary and weird in every way. Yeah, well, that's actually not that (laughs) far from the
1: truth for the most part for the Korean movies, as we'll see by one of my picks Okay, let's get
0: your start then. All
1: right, so I'm going to go, of course, with a horribly violent one, (laughs) as is my way. Um, The original Old Boy. Did you ever uh, see this one?
0: I didn't because I was told to be scared of how violent it was. Oh, boy.
1: It is a pretty great movie. There's a scene involving a bunch of henchmen, the the hero, and a hammer that is just, it's a sight to behold, man, let me tell you. Um, So what this is, is our lead protagonist, he gets kidnapped and imprisoned one day for 15 years. A guy just kind of grabs him off the street, throws him in this room. No crime? Nope, no crime. Just some random guy grabs him off the street, throws him in a room, leaves him there for 15 years. Um, And only for 15 years later, the door all of a sudden suddenly opens and the guy's like, you can leave now. And so then the guy who's been isolated for 15 years is going around trying to find out a... Who did, d- this. who did this why do they do this and what kind of, and there's a bunch of other horrible revelations in this movie the end of this movie uh, is a it's a whole it's a whole deal man. Like, I don't want to even ruin it on here, but you are not going to see the twist coming at the end of this movie, and okay. it is a,
0: I really have avoided it because I've been afraid of it, it I is, heard it, it's, like, gross. It is,
1: oh, <laughs> and, well, you see it. You'll see exactly what's going on, but it is a brutally violent film. Okay. There is some, it's a really good drama. There's. You don't really, you're not going to be able to guess the ending to it a lot of the time. Like, you're, you're just not going to see it coming. I like that. They remade it, of course. Of
0: course they did.
1: Directed by Spike Lee and starred Josh Brolin and uh, who's, the, who's the actual <clears throat> good uh, Olsen twin? Uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth Olsen is the, plays the other that character.
0: That did okay, though, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Not really. It, okay. made, it made its money back, but yeah. it wasn't as big of a hit as the original was. They kept a lot of the stuff in, kind of tweaked the ending a little bit, which is a little irritating. But once you see it, you'll understand why they did. Because you can't really get away with that in Hollywood for the way this movie goes. All
0: right, I um, will, can I handle it? Yeah, I think it'll be. Is fine. Is it super tortury? Like, am I gonna see like?
1: Oh no, it's not like a Saw movie or a Hostel. It's okay, none of that. okay. It's just, like I said, when they're telling you that there's a guy breaking out of somewhere with a hammer and All fighting right. a whole hall a hallway full of guys, you kind of do with that what you will. But that's that's probably the violent scene they're talking about. Okay. It's pretty great though. If you've seen Dread or The Raid. You You'll be able to. I love
0: that. the raid. Oh, yeah, I it did, did not like Dread. It's
1: kind of the same deal as like the fight scenes in that one.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll keep that in mind. All right, my next one. I know this must be a film that you've seen and loved, but Run Lola Run.
1: Oh, yes, of course. That's one of the first big foreign films. It was like then, Amelie were like the two of them when I was in high school. Yeah, absolutely. Were
0: like the big hits. So, this is a really visually and conceptually impressive German film. Um, we have two bit Berlin criminal Manny who delivers some smuggled loot for his boss, but he accidentally leaves a $100,000 mark hmm. payment in a subway car. As, as you do. There's was no bueno. So given 20 minutes to come up with the money, he calls his girlfriend Lola, played by Franca Potente. This is where they introduced her to American audiences, who sprints through the streets of the city trying to beg the money out of her bank manager father and to like get this money to Manny before he does something desperate or something terrible happens to him. And like... Is this the most fun movie ever? It is.
1: And it's a nice little they got that whole choose your own adventure deal kind of going on, which is like another fun gimmick that Kinda, people yeah. they don't make enough use of like what Clue was the only American movie that really did that kind of thing? Like yeah, I get more what, of that. I get
0: what you're saying. The energy riffs on this really engaging Love story also, um, really human performances and then just offers, like Jacob said, this series of what ifs mm-hmm. and the most blood stirring soundtrack that I owned that CD and it pumped in my car for like my entire senior year of high school just
1: rocking out with some techno music just go, go it was so German good i'd be
0: like oh that. gotta clean my bedroom better <clears throat> put in my run lola run soundtrack so yeah,
1: yeah, that works did, did it speed you up a little bit or did you kind of lost oh, the heck music yeah case? and like,
0: i wanted that like fire engine red hair so bad
1: you call it see my was a, I, I thought it was like more of an orangish kind of thing maybe oh, i'm no, mixing it's
0: like, yeah it's like red red i think
1: i'm mixing it with the uh, the fifth element there i'm kind of getting yes, too little, mixed a little up orange or
0: there but if you somehow missed run lola run now is a great time to pick it up
1: oh absolutely so, as you know, I should actually, I forgot to mention, Old boy, he had actually won the uh, 2004 Cannes Film Festival. Oh, won the top it? award there.
0: Wow, the top award. He was okay. also giving
1: high praise by Quentin Tarantino, who was at the president of the, right. the festival at that time. I know, right? Figures that that would be the kind of movie he'd be into. Okay. Um But that's not the only one that was nominated for the Palme d'Or and stuff. My next one is, uh, it is In the Mood for Love. Have you seen this one from 2000?
0: I, it's Korean or Chinese?
1: Uh, I think it's Chinese. I'm pretty sure it's Chinese. It's okay. Korean, it's yeah, got, I think I think Lung did. Because Tony Leung is the star. I of don't
0: one. remember it very well, though, so help me out.
1: Here we go. Uh, Tony Leung, uh, the Asian Jack Nicholson, or as we, people in America know him, he was the bad guy in uh, Shang-Chi. That's the only way people know him. It's when okay. you, if you're in a Marvel movie, that's how we know you, unfortunately. I do not know that. So... This one is both a very heartbreaking story, but it's also a very beautiful one to see. The director, um, whose name I'm not even going to bother trying to say because okay. I'm going to massacre it, um, does a real good job of getting this like dark, d- depressed kind of um, setting in it. There's like, not a lot of um, fake lighting going on. It's all kind of diegetic kind of stuff. It kind of also fills in the way the characters are feeling because this movie, uh, the two characters find out that their um, significant others are having an affair with each other. So
0: Okay, I do remember yeah. this film. So then
1: these two are like, we're going to go ahead and meet the other person and try to get revenge that way. And then it turns out they actually kind of start falling for each other outside of that. And then they're trying to be like, do I leave my current one to be with this person? Is that kind of weird? What like, a big
0: softie you are. Oh, I like so- that movie. I
1: went to go see that in high school, man. That tells you that I can watch the good ones occasionally. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, it's such a heartbreaking movie. Like It's one of those ones, I, I find Asian movies are a little better at this than American ones where you don't even really have to say anything. Feel like American movies sometimes have to beat people over the head with what Hmm, people are thinking. I get what you're saying. Yeah, a lot of this movie is like in silence between the two characters. Like they want to say something, they want to do something, but they're also like, if I say it or if I do it, it's going to ruin this thing, or it might not, or it won't be the same. It's just like a beautiful, great movie that um, once you see it once, you like like want to jump back in every once in a while and be like, this is like the. A much better version of, like, 500 Days of Summer where people want to hate-watch a breakup movie or something. Okay. Um, again, Tony long is magnificent in everything he does, so anytime you see his name on anything, which, again, it might pop up again soon. Time for me to, to revisit, I guess. Oh Yeah, absolutely. If you got some time in your hands and a back, um, box of tissue nearby.
0: <laughs> I mean, I love If it makes me cry, I'm <laughs> completely sold. The next film I want to mention is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. This came out within the last few years. Um, this I don't takes, think I've heard of that one. Oh, Mm -mm. This takes place in France in 1770. Um, Marianne is a painter, and she is commissioned to do the wedding portrait of Heloise, a young woman who has just left the convent. So Heloise is a reluctant bride, (laughs) to say the least.
1: Kind of a common occurrence back then, I would imagine. And
0: she doesn't want to be painted. So Marianne has to really paint her without her knowing it. Hmm. So she observes her by day to paint her secretly at night. Um, what can I say? There is no single moment in this film that couldn't be captured, mounted, and hung on the wall as high art. Oh, okay. It is stunning. And I will say that it is one of, if not the best queer films that I've ever seen. Oh,
1: okay. So it's got that extra bonus going on. You did it for Pride Month, too. It's perfect timing on it.
0: Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's really, it's just beautiful. It's one of those films, like it's slow. But you're like, why am I so engaged with it? Like, it's absolutely captivating because it's so beautiful, really understated performances.
1: I love when you get those smaller movies. that, Like, it's so, it's, technically it's kind of slow and boring, but you're like, well, I'm actually totally into it. Yeah, like, you're not bored. Happens.
0: It's slow and it should be boring, but it's not. It's really engaging. So I highly recommend Portrait of a Lady on Fire.
1: I might actually have to go check that one out, man. I, I never really heard of it. I don't know if it just like slipped through the cracks on me. So. It
0: might have, yeah.
1: All right, so the next one, oh, we got another big-time movie that was remade in America. Oh, my goodness. Was it better? Well, who knows? Probably not. So, as we all know, Scorsese, in his long storied career, only has one Oscar, and it was for The Departed, Best mm-hmm. Actor, Best Director, everything, Best Picture. Uh, but, of course, he didn't actually write that one. It wasn't an original story. It's based on the 2002 Hong Kong crime thriller Infernal Affairs.
0: I've never seen it because I do love... Uh the departed
1: so much it is an excellent movie they they actually go the stories are they follow each other for the most part there are some differences because infernal affairs is actually was like ongoing i think they made three or four of them actually oh okay so the story kept going just through different characters because if you've seen the departed you kind of know you can't really use the same people over and over again correct (laughs) um but if you haven't seen either one of them it's basically um one guy's a cop the other guy is a criminal um they're both kind of Turn coding because the cop is actually a criminal and the criminal is actually a cop. So uh-uh. it's kind of undercover figuring out who is the bad guy, who is the mole, because both um, the cops and the bad guys know they have a mole, but they don't know where to find him. The whole concept, even for the depart, is just excellent. And Infernal Affairs is like how they got these ideas to begin with in the first place. There's a lot of scenes that actually look pretty much exactly the same between the two. There's the rooftop scenes, a lot of stuff in courtrooms and stuff. Um, okay,
0: yeah, but is the lead actor nearly as hot as Leonardo DiCaprio is in The Departed?
1: It depends on your choice. He's I would really say really hot in that film. I would say if you were in Asia, they would say yes. In here, they'd be like, no, not really. And okay. it's nothing against Tony. It's just Leo. It, yeah, it's Tony Lung again. So okay. it's like if you see him a lot, he's like the number one symbol over there. Um, but yeah. If you want to see a movie that, and if you want to get more out of The Departed, because you know, you'll, there's only The Departed was a one and done, whereas Infernal Affairs, they have two Keep more on. sequels that go on. So if you want to see what might have happened afterwards and before, they like got the whole thing, in one's a prequel as well.
0: Okay, so. that sounds kind of cool. Yeah,
1: so um, it was selected as Hong Kong's um, entry for the Best Foreign Language Film at the 76 Academy Awards. It didn't get nominated, which is kind of a sham, considering the Best Picture win for it a couple of years later. Um, but... If you're looking for a good crime dr- uh, thriller that's you know familiar but not too familiar, go check that one out.
0: I love it. Look at you with these ad- sp- look at these adult choices. I, I know, right?
1: I'm su- I'm looking at my rest of my list and I'm like, I got to get something real stupid on here real wow, quick. Wow!
0: Right at the peak of retirement, and he finally hit his stride <laughs> here. Okay. okay, I'm pulling
1: a Barry Bonds on everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, the next film I may have mentioned before, I find it really beautiful, is called The Intouchables. Mm. Um, this is about a Parisian aristocrat who is now a quadriplegic since a paragliding accident. Yeah. Which is just... nerve just laugh? You're a monster. <laughs> uh, what is wrong with you? Paragliding,
1: that's, that's a hoity-toity way to get yourself paralyzed. Oh, well, my
0: you sh- God. You, you should have known can better, I, guy Can I please finish? <laughs> By all you, means, please do. You beast. Anyway, <laughs> he hires a young man who was recently released from prison to be his live-in caretaker. Mm. And yeah. although they are very different very, very different people. These two men bond and develop a really close friendship this is a true story. Really? Oh. That's what makes it even more magical. And I feel like it's such a great example of smart and capable filmmaking that can make you laugh as well as tug on your heartstrings. Mm. I, I love it. It makes me feel great. Th-
1: so, yeah, it's interesting. He hires the, the convict to be a thing because sometimes convicts get bad rap. Not always. It was,
0: I think, that, like, he was so different from the other caretakers who were coming in. Like, this dude is bitter. I mean, he's a quadriplegic now. Like, Understandable, it's terrible. Man. And this guy is kind of just so loose and different, and doesn't really care about this guy's crap. That I don't know. It, it like ends up really, really working. It's a beautiful mm. film. They also remade.
1: Oh, really? What did they make it into?
0: Like Brian Cranston, I think, is the quadriplegic, and maybe Kevin Hart. What? He's what? The nurse? This happened. Sorry, I did not watch I, sorry it.
1: Sorry, I peeked there. I was I got upset when <laughs> I heard that Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. My God.
0: I, I don't love it. I, I did not see it. I that. don't
1: even have to see the original one to know it's better than whatever that thing is. Correct.
0: <laughs> you are, that is exactly. Anytime I
1: see Kevin Hart in a movie immediately, it kind of makes me back away a little bit. But then, yeah. ugh, ugh. I
0: don't really care. But please go see The Untouchables. It'll like, make me so happy. Oof.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm going to get a little stupid with this now. There but, we go. Uh, this is the uh, 2016 South Korean action horror film Train to Busan. Dude. My favorite of the, ho- of the zombie movies lately. Nothing
0: stupid about that film. That, that film is dope. It <laughs> is
1: fabulous, guys. It's getting remade in America, <gasps> of course. Why?
0: It's so perfect. This is making me angry. Because
1: for some reason, they're like, like, they didn't just make this movie in Bullet Train with Brad Pitt, which was also awesome, by the way. But it's kind of the same idea. So what's going on? There's a zombie outbreak going on in Korea, everybody. Yeah, but these people are all on a train that's going from one town to another. Uh, the train is obviously going to Busan. That's the final trick. Um, but then the zombie invasion starts going over. We're talking 28 days later zombies here, people. They're, they're running their butts off. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, So basically these people, in, in, including having to fight some zombies on their train, you know, that are just there. People got bit. People died. They snuck on over the how zombies seem to do. They know that at every—because Korea, a lot of the trains are automated. So they're like, this train is going to stop at this station at this time. No matter what. Yeah, yeah. it's getting off. So you can expect there's even going to be a ton of zombies there. Or they're like, we have to do this. We have to get some medical supplies or water or some help or whatever. So it's watching this group of survivors, like, try to band together your usual assortment of, like, rich guy, guy with a kid, guy, um lady that's pregnant too. You know, as soon teenagers. as the guy
0: with the kid, you're like, well, there's my hero of yeah, the like, story. Yeah. So know.
1: He, well, of course, his daughter's a little disillusioned with him. They're a little yeah. uh, dis- uh, pulled apart. Even so. better. Um, but, man, this is like one of the top zombie movies, man. Like these things, when they show up, it's not like your new normal zombie trouble. Oh, they're not that scary. These things are coming for you, yeah. bro. And like it's, it's got such good action scenes in it heart-rending plot at the end, the way it all goes. It just and don't get too attached to a lot of the people you're introduced to because they're not probably not going to be making it that long. So
0: yeah, that's uh, a that's a solid choice. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. So film. Yeah,
1: train to Busan. Watch it before that pre the um, remake comes out and totally ruins the original. Deal yeah, for they everybody. never
0: <laughs> want to talk about it again. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to mention the film The Lives of Others. Did you see that? That oh, you, you know probably I, did. I Did and
1: I don't remember anything about it. Like I know I saw it. I know I did.
0: This takes place in 1983 East Berlin, Germany. Not where um, you, well, not where you want to be. I know, I was just in Berlin and still wild. Like the parts of the wall and just seeing the whole thing and you're like, this was a really weird thing that happened. But anyway, so we have dedicated Stasi officer um, Gerd Weisler and he is doubting that this famous playwright is loyal to the Communist Party. So he receives approval to spy on this man and his actress lover, Krista Maria, Mm -hmm. to see like if he can find out that, you know, they're not loyal, but he becomes like unexpectedly sympathetic to the couple because he's like watching their lives and really getting to know them. And then he faces these conflicting loyalties when his superior takes a liking to uh, Krista Maria and orders Weisler Get that playwright out of the way hmm? because I want this woman, oh, and this guy's dude. kind of like really enjoying this couple and seeing who they are. So it's a really exquisitely tense film. It did win Best Foreign Language Oscar uh, in 2006, but I think still a lot of people don't see that. Ah, uh, yeah, I think, and right. this is an excellent movie. Um, even if you've seen it, like forgotten about it, watch it again.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like when that happens. Like. It's one of my favorite things about movies sometimes. Like, you hear a title and you kind of have an idea what the movie is. And then you watch it and you're like, that is not what this yeah. movie is. I don't know where they got that title from. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. I'll have to Check that one out. Yeah. It's like digging in the back of my brain like you did see this movie.
0: I forgot a lot of it, too. And then I had to watch the trailer and be like, oh, my God, I love this movie. Like, how did I forget? And I'm definitely into, like... After being over there and seeing a lot of the things, I'm like, oh, I got to learn more about the history. What was, what
1: was that 2006 you said? No, I think I know why. It was in my days where, like, we were drinking warm Red Dog beer. Oh, <laughs> it was just gross. awful. Oh, my God. Oh. I, I oh. want to throw up just thinking about that time, day, That time, man. But, oh, my God. We used to think it was like, oh, it tastes good this way.
0: Just yeah. another creepy window open into the life of Jacob. Like that. Let's talk that shut. Watch,
1: watch your kids for the first years so they can drink, people. It's it's a rough time for everybody. Get them to like the good ones. Oh <laughs> Teach them vodka, vodka and water is usually not a, it's not a bad choice a lot of Just the time. Just
0: life lessons from Jacob. <laughs> We're all very blessed. What do you got?
1: All right. So um, all right, so we'll go to another one that was a big hit when I was a teenager because it was hard to find. So you had to go to that was that one video store that was on Elmwood next to Home of the Hits. I can't even remember what it was called.
0: Oh, um, Stop it. I loved it. M- mod video? Oh, yeah. There, yeah. there it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: that, that used to go in there because it would have this kind of movie. It's Battle Royale, the old Japanese flick. I did flick. see
0: Battle Royale. So
1: if you've seen The Hunger Games or something, you're like, hey, this was an original idea. Go watch Battle mm, Royale yeah. because it totally and, is not yes. at all an original idea. <laughs> so the government, as a way to both uh, control population and to kind of tell the society, hey, everybody be good or else this is going to happen to you. They every year pick one high school graduating class in Japan, and then they all throw them into a little area, and they have themselves a nice battle royale where the only person that's getting out alive is the last person that's alive. So, basically this movie is about a whole bunch of classmates that have known each other most of their lives, and now you got to kill them if you want to get out your, get away it's yourself. It's a real bummer. And it, It's very interesting because it gives you ideas of different ways people go about it. You have the person that's acting innocent, you have the, like, the big jock who's trying to be tougher than everybody, you've got your sneaky classmates, people you think you can trust but you can't so you're not it's interesting going up to it too because it's a foreign film which has the benefit of we don't really know any people who's like stars so it's not like you have like a matt damon or a ben affleck or somebody sitting mm-hmm. there like okay that's going to be the final person you're not going to be able to tell who is the last actor in this until the very end time so okay so yeah just watching the way that these teenagers are coming around, like Ways to kill their classmates, ways to get around them, manipulate them, try to be the last person surviving. And what do that? What would that do to you? And how does that kind of screw with society in general? It's a popular
0: general? topic. It is, especially for young adult stuff. Yeah. They love pitting teens against each other. I am not sure why. Do you
1: think? Uh, you think you would have been the last person standing in your graduating no. class? No. Oh, you re- okay? That's very honest of you. You're like, no, nah, I wouldn't make it.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think I'm strong enough. I have weak joints. My wrists and ankles are weak. I'd fall down. I'd punch <laughs> someone. I mean, I literally did punch something and fracture my wrist and we stuff all, so okay kind of, it's happened
1: to everybody like you know. I
0: mean I'm definitely a fighter when it comes to fight or flight but I'm also like extremely empathetic and would have a really hard time hurting much people so yeah that, that's a problem that's a me. problem right there yeah you're,
1: you're, you're in that first scene where they originally drop everybody off and like 15 people die right away it's like oh Michelle was in that group
0: yeah maybe <laughs> well, she'll
1: she'll never be able to go to the friends reunion like she had, <laughs> like she anticipated all these time
0: you're the dumbest all right <laughs> this next film if you haven't seen it I know you will love it I think we've discussed it before it's called the hunt danish film with mads mickelson
1: yes oh i do like that i did see that movie i remember Holy that cow,
0: movie. what a movie so i have like a little longer explanation for this one but so mads mickelson our favorite T-
1: T- tv's hannibal if you need to know. um
0: he plays lucas this really caring and well-liked kindergarten teacher everything changes however when in just a moment of anger this little kid who kind of has like a crush on him um tells this like the the, the daycare slash school owner that he sexually abused her. Which whew, that, so that
1: happens that happens from time to time. I
0: mean, maybe, sure. So the hunt doesn't play any of the like is he guilty or isn't he kind of games because we we know it's clear right from the start that this is a lie. This is not something that he did. Um, But they're bringing a child psychologist in because, of course, they're going to have to listen to the student and damage control is planned. And the parents are told. And from there, this accusation just snowballs because, you know, the psychologist kind of gives this vague list of symptoms of sexual abuse, you know, anything from nightmares to moodiness. So now all of these parents are becoming convinced that Lucas molested their children as well.
1: It's FOMO syndrome, man.
0: Uh, And if it it wasn't played so straight, I think the hunt could be taken kind of like as a satire of overprotective parenting. Mm. But like when even like the accuser attempts to recant to be like, oh, whoops, this didn't happen. That's interpreted as a sign of the severity of the abuse Mm -hmm. that he did. So, I mean, then things like, oh, this film just spirals because then the authorities like refuse to charge him because of this overwhelming lack of evidence um which doesn't vindicate him it leads the community to believe that there's just this predatory pedophile running free in their town so this is a wild film it is difficult to watch it parts because you're just like "Ah, like what's (laughs) happening but It's confrontational, it's unflinching, um, but super, super thought provoking, which I love in film. Um, Definitely kind of like soaked in realism and relevance. So plays to the moment. I like
1: that America had that same concept, but we'd made it a little differently when we ended the uh, Friday the Th- or Nightmare on Elm Street. That's the same opening plot. That's why he gets burned alive in those movies is because everybody.
0: Oh, I don't even remember. Is that the reason?
1: Yeah, because everybody thought he was a child murderer or molester. Depending but he wasn't? On... No, he totally was. That's the only oh, difference. Well, <laughs> he totally did. That's but the he... only difference but he got the whole plot. See, he got off on the technicality. Like somebody didn't like. Data stamp of a charging Okay, or so something.
0: then someone set him on fire because he's all, all the guy parents
1: guy. set them set him on fire. Trapped him in a warehouse um, in the um, oh, well, basement and then burned him up. And
0: great, then, deserved you know, it. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's like, see, that shows you how Americans will handle this situation. Like we don't <laughs> need courts, law. We'll, we'll just burn them that alive.
0: That's not accurate because we're ready to burn everyone alive for anything. But it, it works. It works nine out of ten times. The so. Hunt is a really great film. Check it out.
1: Yeah, Mods Mickelson, underrated actor, man.
0: Completely. We're running out of time on each. Want to do one more? Um, I'll maybe do one. Yeah, or... I'll just do like
1: a, I'll do a quick a couple quick bites here. Um, Yip Man from 2008, the Donnie Yen uh, movie that made him an international superstar. It's not superstar. IP Man. Nope, it's called Yip Man because that's the guy's name. I found that out. That wow. I I thought it was IP Man all this time, and I was mispronouncing it constantly.
0: Wow. So Same.
1: It does blow your mind. And okay, like yeah. Then you watch the movie, and you're like, oh, they totally they totally say his name in that movie, so. <laughs> Like I don't know why I thought it was something different. Um, awesome karate action in there too, by the yes, way. Yes, it is. Um, Akira, one of the break, the first big anime in the Western world, the one that really set the stage for everybody watching. I Dragon wish Ball I loved it as
0: much as everyone else, but it's yeah. still a good film.
1: Oh boy, am I happy that they never made that remake. Ooh, no, I can't gonna, believe it they, they were, were going to do didn't. a live-action one. Like, oh, I don't know what that would have been. It would not have been good, I'll tell you that.
0: It sure wouldn't. All these live-action films I hate so much that they're doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, City of God, as always, you want to learn why you should avoid Brazil at all costs, besides the <laughs> overwhelming monkeys running throughout the country thing. Remember, I got that from The Simpsons because The Simpsons hates Brazil.
0: I was like, I'm planning <laughs> on my next trip being there. But a-
1: Avoid the monkeys and make sure you know that F is for family in case you run into any of those it's fast It's a great film, people. though. We, we
0: it, yes, bring yeah. it up so much because it's the best. Then the last one I'll mention oh, is the film Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Ooh, I,
1: I definitely have seen that one. Okay. I mean, another movie that the title does not tell you what it's going to be. It
0: sure doesn't. So Jean-Dominique Bobby is an editor-in-chief of a French fashion Bible like Elle magazine. Big, big deal. And he has this devastating stroke at age 43. The damage to his brain stem results in locked in syndrome in which he is almost completely paralyzed, but is conscious, but completely unable to communicate with the world, except with the one thing he can move, which is to blink one eye. Mm. So he, I can't even handle it because ladies and gentlemen, this is based on a real man. And it's a real disease,
1: everybody. So if you want to be terrified, it's a thing tonight. that
0: happens. But it is this film is his memoir, which he dictates by blinking the one eye that he can. And Ugh. he wrote a book, We Are All Lazy. This is mm-hmm. a really poignant reflection on what it means to be alive.
1: Yeah, the big. Uh, quotation marks around alive of when you're watching this movie but it's like time. showing
0: you like look what he is doing and accomplishing like we can all be doing more live your life while you can also it's a really true cinematic experience dynamic performances holy cow pulls it off brilliant film check that one out yeah.
1: We well, I guess we had actually good ones all the time. We didn't have any crap movies so far. That's kind of surprising. It's not our style. We usually have yeah, at no least one or, one or two bad ones.
0: I know everyone has seen, but I'm just going to throw in there, if you haven't seen it in a while, like, go oh, watch Life is Beautiful. If you're not blubbering by the end of that film, check your pulse. It's the saddest. Um, watch
1: that and watch Chocolat right afterwards and just try to work the tears away with a happy little smile at the end.
0: There. I mean, that's a good way to do it. But hey, <laughs> bud, we're out of time. Why don't you plug us up?
1: So if you yourself want to check out these foreign films, maybe learn another language, learn about the history and geography of europe like michelle did you know where you go to your local library we oh, got wow. 37 branches all throughout erie county so stop on by and grab whatever we got trust me it's a lot everyone <laughs> and uh, don't forget to visit our website at www.buffalolib.org to see what kind of programs we got coming up it's summertime so you know we got a bunch going on for
0: summer, you
1: Well summer, <sighs> oh, man that, that reality of that will smith song really slaps you in the face when you hear about it doesn't it
0: i love that song I don't want to hear anything bad about it at all. <laughs> so some facts here about places you may want to travel to next. Maybe the place of Nauru, oh. which is technically home to the most overweight people in the world. Mm. So you know there's some good eating yeah. in Nauru. So a this is of a, beef flying a out. small island nation in Oceania, officially known as the Republic of Nauru, and like I said, statistically, is the most overweight populace on the planet. Obesity afflicts 97% of men and 93% of women. I there, mean, not even many people know that this country exists because it's a really tiny island in, in uh, Micronesia. They are but so, I'm on my way. They are
1: so terrible at track and field, it is almost laughable. when <laughs> Just, <laughs> They never win an Olympic gold. I can't figure dope. out why.
0: Another, I'm loving these little micro countries, but one of the official anthems of the micro nation of Landonia...
1: Okay, you, you made Official
0: that anthems is the sound of a stone thrown into water.
1: See, you know what? Now you just now no. You're getting I'm lazy not making it up. There names. are
0: so many interesting facts about Ladonia for starters. It is one square foot plot of land um, inside a nature reserve in southern Sweden. It was founded in 1996 after a legal dispute over two large driftwood sculptures.
1: Okay, all right, Sweden. I see where your where, where your where uh, your concerns are at this Not point. Not a
0: single citizen of Lidonia lives there. Anyway, it's it's great. Learn more about it. Um, did you know that all of China is on Beijing time? Despite no, I didn't, geographically spanning five time zones?
1: Well, that kind of makes sense, I guess. I mean, you know. Makes
0: sense. That's like the worst. No,
1: it makes, doesn't make any sense. But I mean, if, if any country is going to do it, if communists well, want to do sure, sure. it, well, sure, sure. So
0: it's called China Standard Time, and it spans 3,000 miles you know, pretty much the same width of the continental mm-hmm. U.S. This causes all sorts of issues for people in China. For instance, if the sun rises at 6 a.m. on the far east side of the country, it does not rise until 10 a.m. for those in the west.
1: That's, that's rough right there. It's they, just it's, stupid. Vampires love it, though. They're like, oh, I get to, like, I get to stay awesome. out late tonight.
0: And the last, last and best one of all, Switzerland Swiss. consumes the most chocolate per year, with approximately ten kilos a year per person. I
1: like how they they, they love it so much; they have to use the drug uh, the drug weighing system in order to know how much. <laughs> it, it Twelve I mean, kilos, right here. How per could year.
0: you not participate in this? Um, Switzerland began making chocolate in 1819. They have continually worked to discover innovative new techniques. One Swiss chocolatier, Rodolphe Lint, even patented the melt in your mouth technique, which is called conching. Mm. That's amazing. It's used in like that Lindt's famous Lindor truffles. You know them Lindor I truffles. do know those truffles. They melt in your mouth because of this guy. Get yourself to Switzerland. Absolutely. But okay. We did it. Thanks for, if you're rejoining us after we were gone for I don't know how long. Because I was just flying all around.
1: Neither of us remembers. It's fine. Just look on the last day. We got the Sorry, I was
0: laying in a thermal pool in Budapest. Please forgive me. But we will catch you (laughs) next time. Bye. Uh